Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Zalmi Kudan Shliach in Santa Barbara, California, on the topic of icebreakers. Thank you, Zalmi, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Aslach and their Shluchas. Thank you. Thank you for all of the podcasts. I am an avid listener, and I appreciate everybody's input, so I'm glad to be able to share something as well. Thanks, Zalmi. So before we begin, I would like to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Tzvassman Jewelers, The Smetana Group, Gift Card Zen, Ohana Pay, and Machon Stam. Thank you for making the podcast available to all shluchim. Please support our sponsors. So let's get right to it, Zalmi. Um, Zalmi, as shluchim, we all have times when we can use an icebreaker or a game to uh, get people to know each other a little bit more, whether it's a Hebrew school Shabbat dinner or it's uh, in camp. You know, the, the, the new campers to get to know each other. Maybe you're on, a, on college campus and you're having the first Friday night of the semester or the first social event or welcome barbecue, and you want to do something to get students to connect with each other. It's the first time they're meeting each other and so on and so forth. I think this is a great topic and it can help many shluchim. Yeah, excellent. I, I really feel like games and activities are a great way of not only bringing people together like icebreakers do and getting people to know each other, they also allow people to relax and to really let their guard down. And I think that as Chabad Shluchim, often we invite, you know, five Hebrew school families to our house, or whether it's a, a group of Friendship Circle volunteers or camp counselors, and they're about to go through a training. And being able to allow them to relax and to have fun just changes the dynamic. And suddenly everything that you're going to say afterwards, whether it's a Dvartera or just getting to know them better, it becomes a lot easier. So I really try to use games not only in my uh, Shabbat dinners or at a barbecue or at an event, but also at formal trainings, even meetings with Balabatim sometimes. I'll do a little icebreaker game at the beginning just to get things going. So there are two types of games, I think. There are games that are made for fun, and those are very useful for getting people to relax and get into the mood, uh, get, you know, get them to laugh in front of each other, etc., and then there's other games which are made for teichen. Sometimes the teichen is you want to learn what people are thinking, feeling, or uh, experiencing about a certain topic. And then there are certain times that the teichen is you want to share something afterwards. You want to actually teach a lesson uh, to the group afterwards. And that's, uh, those are useful as well. Uh, just one more thing is there's a website that I love called ultimatecampresource.com. Um, it's made by camp directors for camp directors, but it really is useful for anybody who's trying to do something. And on the left side of that website, ultimatecampresource.com, you will see a uh, click for icebreaker games, large group games, small group games, and there, a lot of them have videos as well that you can see how they're being played, so you really get a, a feel of how, it's, how the game is supposed to work. And I think one of the great things about this podcast is that You've tried many of these games, and uh, you'll share some of the games that you think work best and uh, are simple to perform and so on, no? Correct, yeah, and I, I agree. And, but sometimes you're looking for something specific, and you just want to have something else. But yes, I will go through hopefully around 10 games right now. That will be definitely games that have been tried and tested in many situations, and I'm ready when you are. Okay, go for, go for the first one. Okay, so I'm going to start off with some games that you can play as icebreakers when you don't know the group and you want them to get to learn a little bit about each other. Uh, so one of the games I like to do is called 
um, the circle of chairs. So basically, we have everybody sitting down. It could be around the table. It could be in a you know, theater style. And you get up there and you want them to introduce each other. So you could do the regular, um, you know, let's get to know each other icebreaker. And we do this actually at our Shabbos dinners almost every week, where we'll go around the table, we'll have everybody introduce themselves with their name, where they were born, um, and their favorite food. And then we'll, the last one is always something different. So we'll do, one week we'll do the, um, your, favorite kosher, your favorite Jewish event, your most meaningful Jewish experience, something you learned at Hebrew school, you know, something like that. But then you, we've recently been able to step up the game a little bit. We've recently been able to step up the game a little bit and really get the, um, take it to the next level. One thing we did was called the Ice Breaker Challenge. It's built off the famous Ice Bucket Challenge, where there's a bucket, and on the bottom of the bucket there are a group of, um, a group of, things that they have to talk about. So it'll say, name your favorite, let's start your favorite Jewish tune. Um, tell us about your favorite Jewish experience. Tell us about why you love Israel. Tell us about something you learned in Hebrew school. Tell us about something your kid learned in Hebrew school, etc. Um, and I know that we're going to prepare a little paper that goes along with this, a little document that we can have some of those ideas on. The icebreaker challenge works that you pick out a random piece of paper from the bucket, and then you read it. Tell the crowd about your favorite Jewish food. So you have a choice. You can either answer the question or, like the icebreaker challenge, you can nominate someone else to answer it. So, for example, we had someone in our Hebrew school pick out, tell us something that your kid taught you at Hebrew school, so he nominated his kid, and his kid shared something with his father right there at the, shop, at the shop's table in front of 40 people. It was amazing. Could the person uh, being you know, nominated person. nominate someone else? No. no. If you're nominated, you have to... If you're nominated, you have to answer it right away. Um, so that's one example of an icebreaker taken to the next level. Another, another, another way we could do that is we can do uh, what we call the toilet paper game. So here, everybody, you walk around with a roll of toilet paper, and you ask everybody, please take three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten pieces. And they'll say, well, I don't know. Say, well, your choice. And they'll say seven. So you count out seven pieces, you give it to them. Um, okay, next person, four. Next person, ten. And they have no idea why they're taking random amounts. That's just the way it is. Then you tell them, okay, you, as you tell us about yourselves, you guys are going to rip off a piece and throw it on the floor. So for every piece of toilet paper you're holding, you're going to come up with something about you and try to make it things that we don't know about you. But the first thing is going to be your name. So let's say I picked four pieces. I'll rip off the first one, say my name is Rabbi Zalmi, drop it on the floor, rip off the other one. Um, I, my favorite food is macaroni and cheese, drop it on the floor. Next one, I know how to play keyboard and guitar, drop it on the floor. And my final one, I, uh, went, I spent two years of my life in Australia, drop it on the floor. And then you go to the next person, and they do the same thing. So, uh, so uh, the game, you're going way. around, and you're tier- basically you count that many squares. They say five, you, give them, you count five squares, you don't tear it. You give them um, one long strip of five pieces, and each time they say something, when it's their turn, they tear off it by themselves. And they just drop it on the floor. Um, and Correct. you're saying, so the idea is at the beginning there's also this mystery that they don't know, hey, what's going on over here, you know, what is this, what, what is this? and kind of the suspense, and then, and then everyone... Exactly. And, and toilet time. paper, right, and toilet paper has that sort of... You know, people go in as like, what are they doing? Like, and it sort of holds right. people's attention as well. Um, and then you have, you also, it sort of gives you a, 
uh, if you just ask people to talk about themselves, they don't always know how to do that. This sort of gives you a mascaras. Okay, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, right. Another way, another way we do this, um, which is sort of taking it to the next level, is we have taped to the bottom of their chairs a object. It could either be a toy or it could be a candy. Um, the idea is that they should be relatively different. We want things to be different under every um, Obviously, the larger groups, it becomes a little more challenging. Uh, so everybody sits down. You could either ask them to change seats. Sometimes you want to get people to sit next to other people. So I'll say, let's see how fast it takes us to change seats. And they'll all do it, and I'll count. They'll say, well, that was 22 seconds. Let's see if we could beat your record. Change seats again. And, all right, that was great. That was 10 seconds. Let's see if we could do it even faster. Set a record. You guys ready? One, two, three, move. And everybody changes seats. You say, okay, well, now that you're all sitting in the seats that I originally intended you to be sitting in, reach under the chair and pull out what's taped to the bottom. And they all reach under and it takes them a couple seconds to find it, and they all pull out a candy or they all pull out a toy. I like to use toys for my kids' uh, toy shelf. So one guy's holding a red Lego, one guy's holding a, a Jenga block, one guy's holding a, uh, you know, a, a Menchie, and, one guy, and I'm, I have a yellow rubber ducky. That's one that I like to use. So I pick up the yellow ducky and I say, okay, I'll start. What we're going to do is we're going to share your name, and you're also going to share um, what is this toy or candy that you're holding? What is it, how does it specifically rate, relate to you as a person? And how does it relate to what we're about to do? So if it's a camp staff training, you'll say, so what does it have to do with you as a staff member in camp? If it's a Shabbos dinner, what does it have to do with your Jewish experience? Um, or whatever else you're doing. Friendship circle volunteers can say, you know, what does it have to do with volunteering and caring for someone else? So uh, I start, so I say, well, my name is Rabbi Zalmi, and uh, I live, you know, down the block here. I, uh, my yellow rubber ducky is a bright color, and I feel like I try to project a bright personality. I like to have fun and smile and make people laugh. Uh, I think that rubber duckies are made to make kids enjoy baths. Usually kids don't like the bath. This makes them like it. I feel like my job as youth director here is to make every experience a positive one whether it's naturally positive or not. And now we'll go on to uh, our next person here on the right with the uh, red Lego here. And then we go around the room. So uh, number one, toys another. sounds like, I mean, little, little chassis from around the house sounds great because each one is so unique, right? Right, exactly. So you could do, right, so if you had different candies, so, you know, I might be holding the green you know, the Laffy Taffy, so I could say, you know, it's a Laffy Taffy and I like making jokes. Um, and then another person might have a red Laffy Taffy and say, well, it's rectangular, and I feel like I'm, you know, very predictable and square. And another person might say, right. it's got a wrapper on it, and I feel like it's important to, you know, wrap up things to make them attractive and marketable. So everybody's going to have their way of using the item that's in front of them. Mm -hmm. uh, just a, a practical question. Taping it on, you just use a piece of scotch tape and just kind of just get it stuck to the bottom of yeah. the wherever it sticks? So taping it to the bottom of the chairs is a little tedious. It's something that one of your volunteers can do beforehand. Um, obviously, they may choose a chair which they want, um, or you could just not tell them what it's for. Um, we've done it both ways. What, <clears throat> what about Shabbos, uh, when you can't tape it to the chair? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, that's great. So for Shabbos, we tweaked it a little bit, and what we do is we put little pieces of paper underneath their, um, underneath their plates. And it just says the word on it. So it'll say rubber ducky, train, um, you know, selfie. And they, it's the same exact thing. They're just going to use that word as the 
um, as the generator for their conversation. Um, we've also done this, by the way, like model Seder. We've stuck it into random pages of the books. And sometimes, well, it'll be, in a, it'll be, some of the pages will have um, just words where they just talk about themselves. Sometimes it'll have, you know, the next step of the Seder. And so these papers just flop up in the middle of the, uh, of the Haggadah, and that's just another way of getting people involved. So everybody's looking out, when is my page going to have, you know, when am I, when's it going to be my turn to, to share something? Okay, another, yeah, okay, good. Another, um, another getting to know you game uh, is a, it's called what we call meet and greet. And basically here the idea is when you have a lot of people who really don't know each other at all, and this can be done with large crowds as well. So the way it works is that everybody is going to try in the 60 seconds to introduce themselves to as many people as possible in a certain style. So we're going to all try this out, and we're going to, start, we're going to go to each other and introduce ourselves as if the person you're greeting is your new boss. Okay, so you just got a new job, and everybody you're greeting is your new boss. Let's see how many new bosses you can meet in 60 seconds on your mark, get set, go. So I'll walk over to the first guy and say, hi there, my name is... Uh, Rabbi Zalmi, I understand that I'm going to be working for you. What's your name? Okay, and then you go to the next guy. And now the guys do back to you. He says, oh, hi. My name is Roger, and I understand that I'm going to be your new uh, secretary, so uh, I'm very pleased to meet you. And everybody goes around, and that's a more formal greeting. Then you go over to the next one. You, you say, okay, everybody, 60 seconds are up. Stop, freeze. We're going to do it again. This time you introduce yourself to as many people as possible in 60 seconds as if they are a new baby that was just brought home for the first time. Oh, hi, my name is Rabbi uh, Zalmi. What's your name? You're so cute. And, uh, oh, it's such adorable cheeks. My name is Zalmi. What's yours? And they go around and they do that. Then you do the next one. Uh, you say you're going to introduce them as if they just are a donor that's coming to give you or your Chabad house or your company a million-dollar gift. All right? And then you do it again. Uh, you know, you're, they're your best friend and they just got engaged to be married. So these are, the, these are the different types of things, and obviously you keep building the ante with the excitement more and more and more, and eventually they end up screaming, yelling, oh my God, it's crazy, auntie, I can't believe that you're engaged. And what happens is that after you play that game, suddenly everybody's made a pretty big fool out of themselves in front of everybody else, and everybody's much more comfortable for whatever's going to happen. You know, making a achlata to start, you know, saying modani every morning is a lot more normal than pinching their cheeks and telling them how cute they are as a little baby. So you've really uh, opened up the room to a, a much more receptive audience. So uh, a few questions. So number one, um, what if you're sitting at – have you ever done this when people are sitting around the shopping table? Uh, we, they're not moving yes, around? We ask they, being, to, they sort of do the same greeting to the people around them? We ask them all to get up before Kiddush. And before we say Kiddush, we're going to actually move to the living room for a second, and we're going to play a short Getting to Know You game. So, I mean, I, I have, uh, the question that I have is, what if you have someone in the room who's, who you don't feel is, you know, that's not their style, you're going to make them feel more uncomfortable by playing this game. They, they don't like games, you know, they're, they're, it's, not, it's not their thing. What would you say? Okay, so I definitely think you have to know your audience a little bit. Um, I do feel like the, you know, First of all, not everybody has to answer. We obviously will let the, someone, you know, skip their turn on the Shabbos table. We're not going to make everybody answer. Uh, it's a free country. Uh, but I think that people do participate more than they don't. And I think that just, you know, just letting it move right along is the best way to do it. Okay, you want to skip your turn? Great. Move to the next person. Okay, I agree with you on that. Uh, my other question is that 
how do you lead a game in a way that people will go along with it? I think there's a way to present it um, where you can get people interested in it. I know my, myself sometimes when I bring up a game, let's say it was with college students, um, if I don't do it right, then there's a little, little bit of a pushback with like, ah, we don't want to play this game. You know, like the students that are involved will be like, ah, we don't want to play this. Um, how, do you, how do you lead it in a way that, that people are excited to do it? Right. Okay, good. Um, so one thing that I've done, and this actually works for all ages, starting from little kids all the way up to adults, is you try it and then play it. That's the trick. You try it and then play it. A lot of people are resisting to do things that are new or they're not expecting, but once they see it in action, they're a lot more comfortable. So what you might do is have your student president or some of the, the boys and girls who are more comfortable in your house and they've been there before, Say, do you mind if you just model this for me? You could even, you obviously can give them a heads up beforehand. And you say, okay, good, so come over here. So let's, so for example, let, let, let's say I'm meeting, um, you know, for the first time, you know, Robbie for the very first time. So Robbie, let's, let's try this out. Hey, Robbie, I heard you're my new boss. I'm so excited to work for you. My name is Rabbi Zalmi. And he turns, does it back to you. And you say, okay, you know, and then the next round we're going to be doing, you know, as if you're a little baby. And you show them and everybody giggles a little bit in the background. And you say, okay, guys, everybody, does anybody else want to try it? if that's appropriate, or let's, we can, we're going to do a model round, nobody gets out for some games. If there's a game you can get out, you say we're going to do a practice round, nobody gets out, we'll do two, the first two people to get out or just practice. And then, okay, guys, now that we've tried it, now we're going to play for real. Everybody's in on the count of three, one, two, three. Everybody start greeting everybody as if they're your boss. So the, having that model session, that tryout session first, takes away a lot of the stigma often, and people get more into it. Um, I think it's important to mention, me. that meaning, I think, I think a, the important thing is you're not saying that we're trying this out to see if you guys will like this, but it's more like modeling it. It's more about modeling it, so, uh, and this way they'll see Correct. it, and then, then you'll know what to do. Right. Now and, we're doing and it. And then you, uh, yeah, exactly. So as soon as you're done modeling, you say, okay, everybody's in. That's the, that's the words I like to use. Everybody's in. On the count of three, you get right into it, start right away, and people don't even have a chance to think about it. They're, they're, they, they were just laughing at the other person doing it, now it's their turn, and they, they get into it. It works. Okay, one more getting to know you game. This one takes a little bit more preparation, but it's a very good and fun game, especially with large groups. So uh, this, I've seen this work well at uh, you know, a New Year barbecue for campus. Um, I've seen it work great in camp when you have like the whole camp at the beginning. Um, I used it at the Tzirya Shulchan Kinnos um, camp. We did this uh, you know, together with a whole online school, I think. So it's a lot of fun. So this is called Human Bingo. And you can actually go online and get Human Bingo templates um, with various things. I will try to give uh, Rabbi Dovi a few examples that we've used here in town. So one of them, so basically the way it is that in each square, it has a characteristic of a person. So, for example, in the Tzirah Shulchan camp, we did lives in a place that you have to fly to get kosher ice cream. So, in order to get that square, you have to find the person who has to fly in order to get kosher ice cream, and they have to write their name in the box. You're not allowed to get, if you want, you can make it. They're not allowed to get two. Only one person can use one box on, on each page. You can't use the same person twice on a page. I mean, if you went to Shmuley and Shmuley was the guy with ice cream, you can't come back to Shmuley again in this game. You have to find someone else for each box. Right, exactly. He can't also be the person whose name starts with an Ashin. Right. 
So you have to find someone else whose name's after the shin. Um, you know, so for fry, you know, for fry audience, you might have things like um, knows their Jewish name, um, is named after a grandparent, has three pets or more at home, lives um, on, you know, lives on a farm, uh, you know, has, you know, has Costco membership, etc. So, you know, and then you could do Jewish things, you know, know the Jewish name, um, had a bar mitzvah at Chabad, um, you know, did a, um, you know, favorite holiday is Pesach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, has the same favorite food as you, right? Has been to more than three countries. And what, you know, so these types of things. And then basically what you're doing is you're going around, you give them time. This takes a long time. And they go around and they get to meet different people. And the first person to finish the whole board or to get a line or to get an X or however you want to do it is the winner. Thank you, Zalmi, for sharing your experiences and helping Shluchim have more Hatzlach and their Shluchas. We really appreciate your time. Absolutely. And uh, I also, uh, you know, hopefully you have my phone number, 805-636-5085, or my email, or my email address, Rabbi Zalmi with a Y, Rabbi Zalmi at mygonisrael.com. And uh, if anybody has any questions about specific games, um, I'm happy to uh, share that as well. Wow, Zami, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. And thank you again for all you do. This is Dovi Shapiro, and if you have any ideas of Shluchim to interview, please let me know. We have the Yamim Neiroim coming up, and um, if anyone has any ideas of a specific Shliach to interview in regards to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, ideas that can help other shluchim, please email me and let me know. Make it a great week.